Good evening. Welcome to Mayflower Church and our second annual Carol Sing. Tonight we have 
Over 30 instrumentalists of varying ages and experiences up here ready to play carols for you and lead our singing. In addition to the carols sung by all of us, tonight's program includes instrumental arrangements, stories of carols, cookies in the atrium. So if you're new to Mayflower and would like to receive information about our music program here, please fill out the information sheet on the back of your program and give that to an usher or you can bring it to the music office. As we move towards winter and our day's light is shortened leading up to the solstice, we are surrounded by holiday cheer and the excitement of Christmas. We find ourselves humming traditional carols for the memories and the warmth that they bring to our heart and mind. Singing carols is both pleasurable and powerful for their simple, beloved melodies. One of the reasons Christmas carols bring such a sense of consolation and connection is surely their familiarity. Most of us have sung them since our preschool days. We pride ourselves on knowing the words, and we feel the need irresistibly to join in. As the word carol, which means a joyful song, suggests carols bring us together, and they connect us in a group of shared experiences and feelings. Christmas carols connect us with a religious message contained in the songs. But more than that, people sing carols to connect with a sense of tradition and with community. Winter celebrations have a long history the world over. Connecting together and singing helps considerably in these times of darkness. This carol has one of the most inspiring stories, a story that has nothing to do with the roots or meaning of carols at all, but rather how the songs inspired people to generous action. In 1914, during the first Christmas of World War I, referred to as the Christmas Truce, it is said that both German and English soldiers stopped fighting temporarily to celebrate the Christmas holiday together. And it is believed it was through the power of carols that this happened. So the legend goes, when the British heard the Germans sing their first carol, in retaliation, the British sang the first Noel, which was consequently followed by a string of carols between the front lines. When the British started to sing, O Come, All Ye Faithful, to their surprise, the Germans joined in by singing the same tune to the Latin words, Adeste Fidelis, uh, sorry, Fidelis. Go on, sing out, and make Christmas all about a sense of community again.
Recognized as the patron saint to the Czech Republic, 
Good King Wenceslas wasn't really a king at all, but rather a man known for his great acts of charity. Wenceslas I, Duke of Bohemia, was assassinated by his own brother and posthumously declared a king and eventually upgraded to sainthood. His story was made into a Christmas carol by hymn writer John Mason Neal in 1853, almost 1,000 years after he died. It's become one of the best-loved carols ever written and was even performed by the Beatles.
While the vast majority of uh, beloved Christmas songs describe a snowy, cold landscape during winter, Mele Kalikimaka praises the beauty of a holiday in a tropical setting. It presents a much sunnier, warmer locale in appealing terms. Set to the beat of a ukulele, the lyrics offer both a welcoming aloha greeting and a compelling, uniquely Hawaiian image of this happy celebration. Penned by R. Alex Anderson in 1949, this song was made popular by the famous Bing Crosby recording, along with the Andrews sisters, in 1950. Anderson recalled uh, the inspiration for writing the song in 49. He said, well, I'll tell you, a stenographer in our office, this was just before Christmas, and we were all leaving at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And she was next to me, and she said, Mr. Anderson, how come there's no Hawaiian Christmas songs? She said, they take all the hymns, and they put Hawaiian words to the hymns, but there's no original melody. Well, this spurred me right away, he wrote, and I thought, what a good idea. I thought this over and over for a period of a few days, and then this came to my head. I put it down on paper, and I've been singing it ever since. Today's songs like Mele Kalikimaka infuse December with a joyful reminder of the universal nature of the Christmas season. As this is a carol sing, we hope that you will all join us singing along on this one. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakalikimaka is Hawaii way to say Merry Christmas to you. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakalikimaka, it's a wise way to say Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas to you. The carol we now know as Hark, the Herald Angels Sing, did not start life as such, and required at least four people to bring it to its current form. While there can be no doubt that the marriage of Mendelssohn's tune and the adapted, adapted words has been most fortuitous, it is rather ironic that Mendelssohn, while recognizing the value of his tune, felt that it would be unsuitable for sacred words. 
Similarly, Wesley, when writing the original text, suggested that a slow, solemn tune would fit them best. Hark! The Herald has become part of the institution of Christmas, and it sounds out some wonderful theology, musically reminding us that Jesus is the newborn king, prince of peace, son of righteousness, everlasting Lord, incarnate deity, and best of all, Emmanuel, God with us. Silent Night. It's the most recorded Christmas song in history, with more than 733 different versions copyrighted just since 1978, having been translated in hundreds of different languages and dialects. Silent Night, Heilige Nacht, is a simple, loving, tender song, resonating even today with the true meaning of Christmas. While we sing this most familiar of all carols, let us reflect on the original context of the story. Palestine was occupied by Roman forces. Mary and Joseph's journey to an insignificant village outside of Jerusalem was forced by the census required by Roman authorities. It made no difference that she was pregnant. Lodging was denied them several times until they were given shelter in a simple, humble animal stable, hardly the place to give birth to a child. 
What meaning does this have for us today? As we sing this carol, over 200 years after its first performance, we must not forget that the Holy Family sought refuge in a foreign country within a few years of Christ's birth, and this because their lives were in danger. We sing Silent Night today, not as an escape, but in hope and in solidarity with the millions who live in poverty, political oppression, and who must forcibly migrate in order to survive. Coventry Carol is an English Christmas carol with quite the history. During an age when most people were illiterate, the local churches and monasteries conducted a large number of theatrical performances designed to educate the people about the theological mysteries of God's creation. In England, these plays were performed as early as the year 1240 and persisted with great popularity until the late 1500s. Of the few surviving plays, the pageant of the Shearman and Taylors depicts the nativity from chapter 2 in the Gospel of Matthew, from the Annunciation to the Massacre of the Innocents. 
The lyrics, rather disturbingly detail King Herod's harrowing orders made it the news of the birth of Jesus to slay all the children, known as the Massacre of the Innocents. Sung from the perspective of women soothing their soon-to-be-slaughtered babies, the Coventry Carol is surely the darkest of all Christmas songs. This maternal lament is set in a hauntingly somber but undeniably beautiful minor medley.
Our next medley combines two 20th century American holiday favorites. Many Christmas carols are a sign of what was happening in the world at the time they were written and how the writer was feeling about the world. Composer Irving Berlin didn't write White Christmas full of Christmas cheer. He usually spent Christmas Day visiting the grave of his three-week-old son who died on Christmas in 1928. It helps explain the melancholy feel of the song. White Christmas first arrived on the radio shortly after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor that brought about World War II. And when performed overseas the following Christmas, it reminded homesick American soldiers of their families. Singer Bing Crosby recorded a version of White Christmas in 1942, and it still holds the Guinness World Record for the best-selling music single of all time, with over 100 million sales around the world. The origins of Winter Wonderland start in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. A local man named Richard Smith wrote a poem in 1934. He was in the West Mountain Sanitarium being treated for tuberculosis. While being treated, he entered contests for jingles and ads for companies. Richard Smith's sister claimed her brother was inspired by the beauty of the freshly fallen snow in the park when he wrote Winter Wonderland. Richard Smith showed his Winter Wonderland poem to his Jewish musician friend, Felix Bernard, who was so touched by the poem that he set out to compose a melody to go along with it. Oh, 
certain in life. Taxes are due on April 15th. Going to the DMV is never really a good time. And at Christmas, you will always hear jingle bells. Perhaps it's the first Christmas song you learned to sing in school. You know it as well as happy birthday, perhaps better. But how much do you really know about jingle bells? The Rebellious Carol was written by notorious wild child James Lord Pierpont. He ran away from boarding school as a teen, sought adventures on the high sea as a whaler, and eventually chased the California gold rush. Although Jingle Bells is now a Yuletide staple, there is no mention of Christmas or any other holiday in the song. Some historical accounts report that the tune was first performed for a Thanksgiving service at the church of either Pierpont's father or brother. But the lyrics might have been a little too risque for an ecclesiastical audience. Given the songwriter's rebellious nature, it shouldn't be surprising that Jingle Bells has a bit of a rebel without a cause attitude. The less known verses of the song describe picking up girls, drag racing on snow, and a high-speed crash. After the comic strip's debut in 1950, Peanuts became a phenomenon worldwide by the, by the mid-1960s. The Charlie Brown Christmas Special was commissioned and sponsored by the Coca-Cola Company. It was written over a period of several weeks and produced on a small budget in six months. In casting the characters, the producers took the unconventional route hiring child actors. 
The program's soundtrack was similarly unorthodoxed. It featured a jazz score by pianist Vince Gualdi. In lack of a laugh track, a staple in U.S. television animation in this period, in addition to its tone, pacing, music, and animation, led both the producers and the network to, presit, to predict that the project would be a complete disaster. However, contrary to their collective apprehension, A Charlie Brown Christmas received high ratings and acclaim from the critics. It has now been honored with an Emmy and a Peabody Award and has become the annual presentation in the United States, airing on broadcast television during the Christmas season. Its soundtrack achieved commercial success as well, selling five million copies in the U.S.
Well, thank you so much for coming tonight, and it's been wonderful. Thank you for the uh, wonderful performers who provided a very, very enjoyable evening for us this evening. We look forward to a time of talking with you and sharing refreshments in the atrium at the close. Um, but to end our carol sing, we end with Isaac Walk's poetic rendering of Psalm 98, which was not written as a Christmas carol, yet as one of the most beloved songs of this season. To help us move from the raucous to the sublime, here are some closing thoughts on this joyous carol. Joy to the world is filled with truths that fill our mind and hearts and satisfy a deep longing within. We need to sing to God and to each other the fact that the earth and all creation must have joy, for Jesus is coming. And we are to be prepared. We are to hunger for a world without sin. We are to be filled with God's truth and grace by which God rules. We are to be awed by the wonder of God's love. And we are to remember that joy is not just a preference, but a biblical command. And we are to look to the horizon of God's future to take hope and to seize joy.